Hello, everyone. So good to be with you today. Looking forward to uh, getting around the word together, hanging out online, and uh, just great to have you tune in. If you're first time here at People Builders, I just want to welcome you. Uh, my name is Pastor Jeff from People Builders, and uh, just so good to have you on board. Over recent weeks, I've started a series of messages called Church Without Walls. And if you're not aware, our church for quite a number of months now has been meeting outside on the grass, under the trees, without walls. And so it's been an amazing season for us. And uh, in the prelude to that, uh, there was a message I preached about five months back called Blueprint. And uh, little did I know that that message would, I guess, uh, set in place some simple keys that uh, really are foundational to what the church is all about and how do we be the church rather than just attend a church meeting. And so I felt this morning as part of this Church Without Wall series to revisit some of the, the key, just the key points from this uh, series that we, we did on Blueprint uh, a few months ago. And it's based on the basic pattern of life that was practiced by the early church straight from the New Testament in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, just towards the end of Acts chapter 2. We find the first church just forming and right at the beginning of there, these are some key elements that were prioritised in those times and uh, it's about how the early church would interact from day to day and this formed the blueprint from Acts chapter 2 that I believe still applies for us today and each of the four elements are foundational to the discipleship process to shape our way of being the church and empower our response to the Great Commission, which is given to all of us, even in the 21st century, uh, we still have the same commission that was given to the disciples right well, uh, 2,000 years ago, to go and to make disciples. Very simple commission given to each one of us. And here are the four parts to the disciple-making, to simply being the church. And I believe we can put away all the other stuff. And if we resist our old religious ways and keep it simple, I believe with these four keys, we will effortlessly see the genuine love flow through us, through us out into the community around about us. And if you want to know more about that love and the way that works, check into the message from last week and we talked a lot about love of God, how that works in our heart. So here we go. The four keys, the four elements found in the early church back in Acts chapter 2. The first one is the word meat, nice and simple meat. Human connection, we all need it. Boy, with all this distancing we've had going on for the last couple of years, we need connection. We need closeness. We need to come together. We need gathering place and inviting atmosphere, an environment that just draws people together. It makes everyone feel welcome. Physical connection, taking time to really know someone, build trust and develop meaningful conversation. It's a great beginning to establishing close relationships and stemming back this epidemic of loneliness that's touched so many people over recent years. So the first key is this word, meat. The second one is the word, eat. And when we come to the word, eat, it's all everyone's positive about it. Eat. And I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking simple. Thinking coffee. Thinking local cafe. Think tasty and affordable. Lots of conversation at the table. You know, Jesus did so much ministry Eating around the table with people. The table is hugely significant in Scripture and deserves another message all on its own. So we won't go too far into that this morning. But suffice to say here, it's at the table around food that so much in life actually takes place. In fact, the table is far more impacting, I believe, than sitting in rows and looking at the back of each other's heads. That way, uh, you know, the sitting in the rows thing may be good for entertainment or going to a lecture, but not so good for building relationships. And we know that God builds his kingdom 
relationally. And it's all about relationship when it comes to the church and it comes to the kingdom of God. So, uh, you know, I love, uh, I remember from when I was a kid at home, and mum would call out and we'd be all out in the backyard playing, had three brothers, and mum would say, food's ready, dinner's ready. And we'd all come running and we'd sit down and we'd relax and we're getting ready to eat. You know, the saliva would be forming ready for the food and, and we're together. And, 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 um, and the first thing we would do, we would bow our heads and say grace. We'd remember the Lord. And God was there, in a sense, at the table with us because we brought him into that place. So around the table for me when I was young and still do this today, when my family comes over, uh, we would say grace together. And it's like communion. We come together around the table. We're communing with one another and we're remembering the Lord. We're communing with him as well. With one another and with the Lord, we remember him in our gatherings around the table. So eating, eating is really key. So meat and eat. And the third key is this word pray. Heard that before? I'm sure you have. Pray. 24-7 without ceasing. It says in the word there, you know, pray without ceasing for this is the will of God. Wow. How do you do that? Well, I think overall we'll all be praying at some point or another on the day because there's Christians in every place all over the earth at different time zones, but 24-7 without ceasing. What We can pray individually. We can pray in pairs, in triplets. That's like three people praying in a group together, in bigger groups, in large groups, on the phone, on Zoom, and also waiting just quietly in solitude. Something well worth practising in this noisy, distracting online age. Our connecting with God in prayer can also be expressed in what we have come to call worship, expressing our love and adoration to the Lord and doing that in song, with music, with melody, with harmony and sometimes raised hands. Even our expression of thanksgiving and praise to God can move us from an internal silent prayer to the spoken word, to singing, to clapping and even shouting praise to God. Plus, we can add in the musical instruments, even the noisy ones like the trumpet and the cymbals and the drums and all of that. We can just make a joyful noise under the Lord. And it says in Psalm 150, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And have you got breath? I have. And so we can we can praise the Lord as part of this key element of the church called pray. And I believe praise comes into that category as well. You know, I reckon some of those early church prayer gatherings were pretty full on noisy times. You know, you can't imagine those 11 or 12, 12 disciples together just being quiet. They would have been noisy. They would have probably had some food. They've got together, they've had their food, and then they pray. And they're just, uh, boy, they would have been having a great time. And I reckon it would have been full on. They would have been breaking into song. They would have had some loud prayers. And the excitement of their newfound faith and their freedom from all the legalism of their previous Judaistic religion it would have been absolutely electric, the freedom that they were entering into as they came to know the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Exciting times. You know, prayer is important. It involves us gathering and engaging and declaring and petitioning and prophesying and listening because God wants to speak and we need to listen. So much to explore in the realm of prayer. It's a key part of being the church, connecting with God in prayer. And I say, to borrow the terms of the Nike industry, just do it. Pray. All right, let's go to number four. The fourth key is this word learn. Meet, eat, pray, and learn. Learn, it's about continuous growth in our understanding of God's ways revealed to us through his word. Face-to-face teaching and online like we're having today. One-on-one, 
in small and larger groups, in cafes, in homes, outside under a tree, on the screen, from reading the Bible, listening to the Bible narrated through the app, from prophetic revelation and the gift of teaching and preaching, and so, so often simply learning from each other's journeys of faith, crying together, rejoicing together, growing together. We're learning. We're learning about the Lord's ways. It's so important. So meet, eat, these four things, meet, eat, pray, and learn. Form a biblical guide to the way we can do life and we can uh, walk with Jesus. And it served to me as, as a biblical guide to our, in, a, in some ways, unlearning and rethinking the process of how to be the church. And over the last five months, as we've stepped out of being in a church with walls around us and being out in the open, these four elements have continued to uh, ring through in my thinking that these are, these are what's really important. All the other stuff, you know, we can just let it go. We can leave that aside. You know, it's been amazing how important the simplicity of these four keys have been as the Holy Spirit has led us through these most re- this most recent season of shifts and changes to the current place we as a church are in today, a church without walls, like literally without walls. You know, for me, gathering outside has been a reason, uh, a, a reason, well, a season, I meant to say, uh, it's been a season of personal challenge, just personal challenge. Because who likes change? Not many. We, we don't like change. It's tough. And so it's been a really big season for me of personal challenge and personal change. But now, after five months, it's five months this week since we uh, stepped out of a building and began to gather outside. You know, As I've trusted in the Holy Spirit's leading over those five months, I'm beginning to see the mastery of God's plan for us. I believe the whole thing has been God's response to our prayers, maybe some of your prayers, to not just the prayers that for us to not just rinse and repeat what we've known of church life from the past, but instead to let go and to let God and to be led by the Holy Spirit to let go and, and of the ingrained and familiar structures and move forward into a whole new way of thinking about being the church. It's challenging, isn't it? Uh, it it's said that learning is challenging, but that unlearning can be even more difficult. And as you get older, there's more unlearning to do. It takes time to unlearn. We're up to five months. I'm not sure exactly how long this unlearning process is going to go, but we're in that process. You know, leaving our last church facility this year and then meeting in the open air, starting in the middle of winter, was not in my top 10 strategies on how to do 2021 as People Builders Church. It just wasn't even in my sights. But don't get me wrong, I'm human. I like so much of the old. I've got great memories of all the old stuff that I've done in church life way back to the, oh, well, we won't go way back, but way back, way back in the 70s and 80s and my family know me singing the old Keith Green songs and all the stuff that I love from those days. But, you know, I've, I've looked at hanging on to all the tried and true familiar ideas about being church, about doing church and Sunday worship services and program ministry meetings. I've looked at buildings to rent, to lease and even even to buy if God would bless us with the capacity for that, spaces that would allow us to do all the things we've done in the past, a nice, tidy church auditorium with a great stage with the, for the band and worship services and all the ministry stuff that we've been familiar with, formats that describe the modern church. They're often spaces that sit empty most of the week, possibly six days a week. But as I've prayed, 
and others have prayed with me, the Holy Spirit has taken me and our team on a new journey. New things are becoming, uh, are beginning to show. There's new things beginning now to take shape for the PB of 2022. And we are still in process as to exactly how that will look. But I'm asking you today to come on the journey with us. I'm asking you to have patience because God is with us in this adventure. And it's an adventure, all right. And God's leading us. He's never let us down before. And there are thousands in port yet to know Jesus. And for the sake of the lost and the lonely, lonely, let's stay the course. One thing is clear. People matter. Why don't you say that with me? People matter. People are God's passion. Restoring people back into relationship and back into relationship with himself. It's God's passion. His only son died for this and it must remain our passion as well. Now, the immediate future looks crazy bleak for the world around us. But for me, as the need around us increases in society, in life, people are struggling, there's tough circumstances around. The future of the church, for me, is actually getting more exciting by the day. And I want you to be excited with me because God has an incredible plan for us as a church and for churches right across our nation. You know, for 24 years I've lived in Port, in Port Macquarie. I've watched as believers shift from church to church and leaders change and each church does its thing in this town, including our church. But to be honest, despite everyone's best efforts, there's been very little visible growth through all that time, more likely a decline in people's engagement in local church life. Yet all the while, there are tens of thousands still needing to know the love of Jesus. I can't walk away from that reality. People's eternity matters. And something has to change. The Great Commission still remains to go and make disciples because all people matter to God. You know, we at PB right now are a church meeting without walls. And the Lord has had to teach us this important lesson before we can move to the next season. And as we let go of old ideas and as we reject old wineskins in favour of the new ways of things that God has in mind for us, I believe we will see some truly amazing and exciting times ahead. Right now, as we head into summer, we're still working through the unlearning, rethinking process that the Holy Spirit has led us into. We've made some progress, but I sense there's a summer school of unlearning still ahead of us. And as we embrace the season we're in, it's going to pave the way and prepare the way for the exciting months that are yet ahead. So church, people builders, be confident. Clarity is forming and momentum is building as we look towards 2022 and beyond to connect with a community that's been profoundly changed by the recent shifts in our society. God wants to do something special with this church. He has incredible purpose for us up ahead. There's a new day approaching for us. We're not going back. There's no Holy Spirit energy in our teams and in our leadership to go back and to do what we've done in the past. But instead, we're moving forward into a promising new era of fruitfulness for God's kingdom. And all by His grace. How good is that? It's going to be exciting. And I can't wait, but we need to wait because God's timing is the one we want to go with. It's all in His timing. We're putting it all in His hands. He's leading the way forward. He's preparing the way in every sense of the word. Hang in there, church. Hang in there. Stay connected. Stay in faith. 
as we transition into the first half of 2022 and the new days that are ahead. Exciting times. Going on an adventure with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit is just, you just never know what's going to happen, but it's always good because God's in it. He's empowering us and exciting us. We should have a sense of excitement because God's leading the way. And we may not know all the details, but he's leading the way and we can be excited about that and it's good. Well, thanks for listening in today. I'm excited about what the futures hold. We're coming into Christmas soon. Looking forward to celebrating all of that season together. And, you know, we'll keep you posted with all the things that are happening up ahead in the future. You know, today, if you're tuning in, you're new to People Builders, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for being hanging in there right to the end of this word this morning. If you haven't met us before, come along, connect in with one of our gatherings, be a part of what we're doing. I'd love to buy you a coffee. Come and find me, tap me on the shoulder and say, you know, my name's Bill, my name's Jenny, whatever your name is. I saw you online. I want that coffee. I'll give it to you. I'll buy you that coffee. It'll be awesome. I'd be absolutely honoured to do that. And, uh, you know, if you've never met Jesus before personally, you don't know him as your Lord and Saviour, haven't invited him to come and live in your heart, then you can take that step and I'd encourage you to do it. Check him out. Check out Jesus. Come and talk to us. We'll introduce you to him. It'll be the best thing you've ever done in your life. It'll transform you for eternity. All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks for listening in today and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care.